0: by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth in North Texas, on the Guadalupe Radio Network, Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at
0: grnonline.com
1: and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, this is The Good News Show.
0: And good afternoon. Welcome to The Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. Uh, so nice to get some rain last night. That was a crazy storm, though, uh, that rolled in.
1: Yes, it was. Diane,
0: did, you, did it hit you hard? You're in Garland, right?
1: Yes, not really. Um, just a bunch of lightning strikes. Yeah. That's pretty much it in I, our area.
0: Is it true? We hadn't had rain. It in, seemed like for 14 weeks. Days. 14 days. It seemed yeah. like weeks. And, uh, my lawn was dry dying in our whole day. You know, we had to be watering a whole lot. And, uh, officially, I think last night it was like 30% chance of rain. And, uh, boy, I was outside in the backyard with my son and my, and my wife and all of a sudden it just got really windy and the, yeah, it was just, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. And, uh, yeah. got a mystery guest who I'm going to introduce you to in just a moment. Say something. I wonder if anybody recognizes your voice. Oh, I mean, I don't know what I could say then. uh, wonder, Mission 180. I, I wonder <laughs> <know>. <laughs> if anybody's going like, oh yeah, that's Alex Trevino. Yeah, yeah I know him. You know, some people are really good with voices, but uh, Alex, uh, I'll formally introduce in just a minute, uh, is going to be here for the whole hour. Uh, I always enjoy having you on because... Uh, we talk
2: really well together, it seems yeah, like. We can just go off on each other and... In
0: fact, we we did like a whole show before we started. I mean, talking about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh, we could have just uh, been right there recording <laughs> Current events <laughs> and everything. Anyways, uh, it is August 17th, in, in, in case you're not following the calendar. Uh, uh, Monday, August 17th, 20th week in Ordinary Time um sicil i I always give Cicil a hard time because I give her these liturgical calendar quizzes and uh but I tell her uh, and d- let me ask you okay because you you okay. follow news and all that and and there 's no reason why you should necessarily know that, but do you know uh, any like do you follow the the liturgical calendar like do you know whose feast days we're going to be celebrating this week i follow the feast days
2: pretty well and i'll tell you why because when i went to uh, the private school that i went to in san antonio we had daily mass monday through friday every day so all the homilies were always on the feast days so i I went to that school for 13 years i heard every homily 13 times (laughs) So and it was funny because sophomore, junior year, the you know father, Father Phillips would call on me, and if I didn't know the answer, he'd say, "Alex, how how many years have you been to school here? Why do you not know this answer?" When
0: when I first started with the GRN. I volunteered to do daily little reports on like the the, the feast days, and, yeah. you know, the saints, and so I've I've always enjoyed the liturgical calendar. I love the flow of it. I love that we have two things built in every year where we have to slow down: right. Advent and Lent, where the, the the popular culture doesn't allow for that. It's going from one celebration to the next. So as right, soon as right. you're done with. You know, you know, uh, uh, Valentine's Day, they're talking about St. Patrick's Day. And I mean, they're already si-
2: selling Halloween stuff last month and yeah. it's 150 degrees outside and you're and, already and, seeing and, pumpkins <laughs> yeah, out. It's ridiculous. Right.
0: <laughs> and so I, I love, but anyways, the the point I'm making is that this week, and there's no reason anybody would know this, uh, if you're, unless you're looking ahead or you just have the, the calendar memorized, Thursday, St. Bernard, uh, today is just, you know, Twentieth week of ordinary time, Monday. Nothing, you know, to green crazy. investment day today. Yeah. So Saint Bernard is Thursday. Saint, uh, Saint Friday is Saint Pope Pius the Tenth. Yes. Now that that's interesting because you have the Saint Pius X Society of Saint Pius X, which of course really has nothing specifically to do with him. It's more of a, uh, mm-hmm. a schismatic. Or I don't
2: know if they're still schismatic. I don't know. I think the the conversation's going well. Is what, yeah. what I've heard. Yeah, and yeah. so but
0: anyways, he also wrote an encyclical about the heresy of modernism. Right. In fact, great, we great might one. talk about that on the show Friday, Diane. In case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday is the feast day of the Queenship of Mary. And so, that's going to be this coming Saturday. So, anyway, just, just FYI.
2: Uh, Those are good you, feast days
0: this week. Yeah, they really are. Really good They're ones, They're all yeah. kind, of, kind of all, you know, backloaded on the back. Yeah, table. and
2: they span all of time, too. You know, you yeah. have uh, St. Pius from the 20th century and the, the Queen of Mary. I imagine, happened after the Assumption or right after the Assumption. So (laughs) it's a lot of time. Yeah, and then uh, we also, of
0: course, uh, uh, St. Bernard, I don't know when he lived. I'm guessing— Middle Ages,
2: it's got to be. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. I think right maybe before Aquinas, maybe like uh, 12th century, 11th century. I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. Uh, All right, second half of the program today. uh, I'm going to introduce you, first time in this program, to the new executive director, of birth choice of dallas uh, birth choice uh, is doing great work in saving babies uh, counseling men and women to not uh, have abortions and they are located right there at greenville and royal where uh, the big late-term abortion facility is and yep. so strategically uh, very good location and uh diane i always comment diane's got a great memory and i remember And by the way, White Rose, I just got an email from them today. They're celebrating their 35th anniversary this year. So they've been around a long time. Birth Choice has not been around as long, but they both are doing great work. And, Diane, you probably remember Christina Smith. Yes. And she was, uh, years ago, the the executive director of Birth Choice. And Mm -hmm. then Ryan Harkins took over for a while. And Ryan and his wife, Chelsea, go to our parish. And so I talk to him quite often. And so, uh, Ryan left a while back and now Aaron Fowler is the executive director. So he is in the green room, so to speak, you know, warming up in the bullpen, you know, <laughs> just kind of practicing, yeah. you know, back, you know, like, you know, questions. And no, I'm kidding. He's, he's, he's here, but he, he'll be on it <laughs> halfway through the show. And so we'll talk about uh, birth choice and what they're doing, how they're handling COVID, the need, you know, what what they need, volunteers, money and all that stuff. Alex, whose voice you you hear is a Catholic videographer, he's creator of this amazing series of videos called Mission 180, uh mission180.org, so we're going to talk specifically with him in just a moment about uh, all his projects. And then um and let's see, what else? Diane, did you hear, uh, uh, Father Larry Richards is in the hospital?
1: Yes, but I heard he's okay. Um, he's gotten better. Okay. Uh, th- they said it had a problem to do with his diet and some, something he was doing. Oh, really? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they were, that, that's what, um, the lady who works for him, the executive director of, yeah. uh, what, what is his ministry? The, the Reason for Our Hope? Yeah, The Reason for Our Hope Foundation. He yeah. was in ICU and, but he's gotten better. Wait, so. He
0: sends out this, kind of video that he puts on social media that was kind of enigmatic because he's on literally in the hospital bed, uh, you know, saying, hey, I'm in the hospital. I'm in, you know, blah, blah, blah. And of course, nowadays, everybody just assumes COVID. And he he didn't specifically say he didn't have COVID. Oh, it was not
1: COVID. But it's not. Yeah, tested negative
0: Now, Monsignor Charles Pope, he did get COVID, and he was actually, I think, in ICU for about a week and a half or so. And he's out Oh, and recovering and doing better. I don't know if he's re- returned to the, his radio show or not yet, but please pray for um, Monsignor Charles Pope and his continued recovery and for Father Larry Richards as well. Uh I, I don't like how the COVID thing, I, I don't know, I think it's making us all nervous, wrecks. Absolutely. <laughs> you ever get like a little headache or a, a, a little sneeze or something, and you're like,
2: oh, do I have it? Right, I, I couldn't fall asleep a couple days ago, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I need to go <laughs> <Yeah. Just laughs> imagine get something when figured the out.
1: season starts. I know. People yeah, are going to be nuts.
2: Is there still a flu? Is that still around? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if anything's
0: still around, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it used to be if you get the flu or something, you, you you're sick, and but you don't have to like tell everybody who you came in contact with right. the last you know three and a half months. I mean, I, oh, by the way, I got a. It's it's it, I don't know. It's strange. And uh, Monsignor Pope, you know, was the one who said. Yeah it's a diabolical fear that people have and then then he got it and people are like oh well there you go Yeah, and, just slamming but him but, for but it. he never yeah. changed he said hey i i still don't think we should be overly afraid of this i mean i don't think my senior pope's going to die some people are dying of it uh, and 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 that's horrible uh, but anyways, um, let, let's talk about a couple of events coming up, Diane, and then we're going to go straight to Alex um, Trevino because I want to talk about all the things that he's going on. But you can be the of the whole hour. Um, Diane, I'm just going to mention one, and then you've got a couple as well. Yes. Uh, this coming Wednesday, I am giving a talk to a group called Faith Fitness Ministry – and it's really cool. Father Ignacio Olvera is founder and executive director. This guy is awesome. We have to, I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's a parochial vicar at St. Patrick's Parish in Dallas, where I grew up and went to school, graduated. Uh, it's going to be this Wednesday, the 19th, White Rock Ale House in dallas i love when you can go to an event like drink a beer it's gonna be a bunch of young people i'll be the oldest person there i'm sure because i'm the speaker otherwise i don't think i uh, got this is the
1: new location right
0: yeah new location uh it was going to be at celestial bear works Mm -hmm. but that didn't work out for some reason uh so white rock ale house in dallas 7 p.m and i'm going to be applying thomas aquinas to the year 2020 isn't that cool? Fun, like uh, how, what? Would, like kind of one of those, like what would Aquinas say? You yeah, know, if he's living today and dealing with all the. Uh, this has been a strange year. Uh, so you guys are in the age category, twenties, thirties. I'm fifty three, so I'm not uh, in this group. But I, I'm going to be speaking again. If you're in the twenty, your twenties and thirties, and you want to have a great time this uh, Wednesday night, seven p.m uh Faith Fitness Ministry. I'm going to give like a 25 minute talk and then there's going to be like some little breakout and discussion. And you probably, you know, make some new friends and meet some people and all that. Uh all right, Diane, what else is going on?
1: Well, also the Young Catholic Professionals. Did you know it's their 10 year anniversary? Oh, is that right? Yes, okay. they've been in um operations for 10 years. I remember when it first started. Yeah. And it's just grown to so many places. Well, they're having a celebration via Zoom, a Meeting on Wednesday at this Wednesday at seven p.m. <laughs>
0: that's exactly the time yes. I talked. Stop <laughs> promoting that. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. With uh, Jennifer Ball
1: and uh, Southwest Airlines Executive Director Tom Nealon.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: And
0: weird.
2: So, that's exactly the same time. Yeah. Well, this, you can uh, just have a laptop open on Zoom at your, your Thomas <laughs> Aquinas lecture. It'd be great
0: watching that yeah. as I speak. Yeah. Both okay. at the same time.
1: Yes, Neilan is the president of Southwest Airlines, and they're just going to be going over how you can grow your business, different ways you can grow your business. It's a Zoom event, yeah. so you're, you just go to the YCP's Facebook page and register there. Okay,
0: okay, so, which is youngcathyprofessionals.org. Yes, right? youngcatholicprofessionals.org. Okay.
1: okay, and also the Great Men Program. Have you heard about the Great Men oh, Program? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and their goal is to have a powerfully engaged man in every home in North Texas and they usually have monthly speakers. Well, um their next speaker is Nicholas Hain? Hine, Hein. Hein. Nicholas Hein, founder of Cornerstone Family Psychiatry in Irving and that's going to take place on august 25th tuesday august 25th from 7:15 to 8:45 p.m. and once again that's a uh, via zoom i'm glad it's Everything. not this
2: wednesday at 7 Yes. boy that, that <laughs> yeah, Well, i'm going to promote an event actually for mission 180 7 p.m. wednesday so get ready for it you're joking right <laughs> no, of course i am <laughs> okay all
0: but right that's
1: also via zoom um, Okay, due to covid-19 reasons yeah yeah and so to rsvp for that event go to the greatmenprogram.com all right And one more event, registration is open for a Worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekend. Okay. Now, that this retreat is going to take place on the weekend of September 11th through September 13th, but registration is open now, so go ahead and register, and you can find more details on their website, dfwme.org.
0: All right. Very good. Thanks, Diane. You know, when you're talking about Gen Ball and the 10th anniversary of Young Catholic Professionals, there's two organizations that... Uh, I'm really kind of proud of interviewing like right at the beginning, right as they started, you know, like right when they're, and Jen Ball was one of them because when Jen started YCP, it was just local. It was like one chapter yeah. here in Dallas. And I remember doing an interview with her. I mean, you you probably recorded it, Diane. Yeah. And now they they're in like, Ah, uh, gosh, how many, uh, 25 different cities and they're going international and everything. So they've really done well. The other one is, um, the, uh, troops of St. George, uh, Taylor Marshall. I don't know if you're familiar with those, if that or not. Uh, Taylor started the troops of St. George and, uh, like within a week of him doing that, I interviewed him and now that has really expanded. Yeah. I feel uh, like pro- it's everywhere now. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to kind of follow things. I think the same thing with you because you're, young. I mean, you, you've got, you've done quite a bit. But I, I feel, you know, you've you probably got a whole lot of projects ahead of you. And I'll, I'll yeah. you know, say, like, wow, you know, we interviewed him at the beginning.
2: We knew Not, him when.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um anyways, Alex Trevino uh, has done a lot, um, short films. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, where you go to church, and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Studied drama down the street at the University of Dallas. Yeah. Uh, You know, studying theater. Well, thankfully, I got out of the theater business before COVID. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Everything's shut down right now. It is. Um, They're not even making movies right now. I mean, it's very tough. They're they're starting to reshoot productions, not really in Los Angeles. It's looking more like international and different states. Like a state like Utah, for example, is thriving because, you know, there's a lot more space there. And, you know, the policies there are a lot more uh, reasonable than other States. So they're allowing for reshooting there. So there's actually a lot of production going on in States like Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, which is pretty interesting. And, and let me just interject. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. Th- there have been some things as you know, bad as COVID is. And of course people have gotten sick and right. some people have died. And that's horrible. But there are you know, many people have said, well, the silver lining is spending more time with my family. You know, I, there aren't as many things to do. And in some ways that's good. One of the things and you may not agree with this because of the business you're in, but I, I think you know shutting down Hollywood has been kind of a good thing because oh, they're t- not putting out they're movies. not putting
2: out any of the, yeah. the nasty stuff they tend to put out. You right, know, I, right. I, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, but, I mean, of course they do. Guy, I, I love movies. And yeah, they it's have such so a, hard
0: sometimes to find the good ones. Yeah, and
2: it's unfortunate because you know the, the the television medium, film, um, it really has the power to instill good values in society, uh, promote positive. A positive image on whatever it is that the topic is uh that to promote good change yeah uh and unfortunately you know it's a battle that i think um the the our you know our side sort of gave up on in the 50s and 60s and Mm -hmm. just let it take over and yeah and we're seeing that result today yeah um but yeah it's it actually has worked out pretty well that (laughs) we're not we're not getting anything crazy Mm -hmm. yeah it has shut down that shut that down and So,
0: you want to talk about Mission 180?
2: Because that, uh,
0: was that kind of a a start and stop and then restart? Yeah, 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 of course.
2: So, so Mission 180 is a series of 180 videos. It's 180 opportunities to uh, learn about the Catholic faith so that your um, understanding of it grows, your love for it grows, and ultimately, uh, you know, you can bring about... A great change, a great renewal of the Catholic faith uh, within your family and also into society as general. In general, so mm-hmm. some of the topics that we cover are um, very, you know, technical topics like the Ten Commandments, the Seven Sacraments, the lives of the saints, and then we have other topics on prayer, on um, you know, what does God. Uh, what, uh, does God answer my, or what do I do when God doesn't answer my prayers, for example, or the power of prayer or how to pray. Uh, we go deeper into some of these sacraments and some of the commandments. We do some gospel reflections. Um, so it's a really nice, very, uh, wide ranging, uh, guidebook, visual guidebook on the beauty of the Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. So each episode is two to three minutes long. And the topic is given to you by a priest. We have five priests who we feature in the series. Four of them are from the Diocese of Dallas. Hmm. Um, one of them is from the Archdiocese of Newark. And so each priest, and then I actually jump in for a couple episodes. I don't wear any priestly uniform or Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't five, dress five up. Yeah, 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 not, yeah, yeah. Not going back to my acting days on that one. Right, right. Uh, but I give, a, I give a couple of testimonials and a couple of, um, talks too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's mostly, it's almost, you know, 90% of the episodes are priests and they give these, these, um, these, topics really good uh spin a new take there's a lot of things that when we were shooting these you know i challenged them to say give us something that you think people haven't heard that's going to be interesting that's gonna yeah. be worthwhile um don't just recycle something that you remember been doing. i went down there for one you did go shoots, for a shoot yeah yeah. yeah yeah
0: It was the priest from newark that was yeah there father andrew was... yeah yeah
2: who i just got got off the phone with because he he's actually a chaplain for the army hmm. and he was deployed uh in new york in, in new jersey uh for for um i guess you know, to be a spiritual pick me up for all of the national guard that was out there okay. building these field hospitals and taking care of coronavirus patients. So he has a, a really great testimony about being in, in the front lines as a priest. Yeah. Um, and he was also saying he, it was, it was pretty cool because he's a new priest. He was just ordained in May of 2019. And so his first Holy week was spent in the field. with the national guard in the middle of New Jersey yeah. not, at a parish, yeah, right, So he got a right. pretty crazy Holy week experience as his first one as a priest. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Who are the four local priests? So the four local priests, we have Father Arthur. Yeah. who was just recently um, at SMU Catholic. Yeah. Um, I think he moved parishes now. Uh, we have Father Thomas, who's down the street. He's a fellow alumni from the University of ha- Dallas. By the time Esposito? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, Thomas uh, Barba.
0: Oh, Barba, the I'm chap- sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah.
2: yeah. Aspocito is a, the um, uh, right. across the highway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get them confused all the time because yeah. they both went to UD as well. Yeah. Uh, Father Barba, you know, Dominican, great priest, great lecturer. So mm-hmm. from the vein of Thomas Aquinas, and yeah. you know, very lecture filled. Uh, his his topics are very educational. Uh, Father Andrew from Newark, we have Father Martin Castaneda, who's up in Sherman. Yeah, yeah. Um, Saint Mary's, Saint Mary's yeah, Sherman, yeah. and then the last priest actually down the street as well, Father Benjamin O'Loughlin, Legionary of Christ. Yeah, uh, we brought him in to to do some some episodes for us, and he actually we filmed him two three weeks ago, and he did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. These are all young priests. They're young priests. Yeah. They, they. What's interesting is we kind of made it sort of like the like the the premise for me was I want I want every kid that's in detention in the Breakfast Club to to be impacted by one of these priests, yeah. you know, because someone like Father Arthur, Father Thomas, Father Martin, they're not going to hit all five of those stereotypes: right. like the jock, yeah. the nerd, the pretty girl, the 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 bad guy, mm-hmm. um, um, the outcast. So each priest is sort of relating to. Each of those demographics, and with all five of them, we can reach everybody. Yeah. So yeah. that's the premise going in was we didn't want them each to start you know acting like each other. Because Father Arthur, you know, big booming voice, big stage presence. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a big guy does CrossFit. You know, he's yeah. huge. Father Thomas, he's much more soft spoken. He's you know he speaks a little slower. He speaks yeah. you know very you know very uh, with very good punctuation. So he's going to attract different people, different audiences. And so I told them all to embrace who they are and let that shine through, and mm-hmm. people are going to really appreciate. Yeah. That. You mentioned the Breakfast
0: Club, and that was. Was high school students detention? Yeah. Is this the is this the the, the target audience? Is high young, school young, young, adults, people? And, and, young you know, adults and you know and
2: it's actually changed with COVID. What's interesting because we wanted this to first be a school program, yeah, but obviously schools aren't really happening, and they're all happening in different ways, yeah. Uh, and so you know when when COVID started, we really started getting to families with this and saying you know you you have an opportunity now to really educate your kids to be around them all the time and to show them something. So why not this? Why not yeah. ten minutes a day where you sit with them, you watch a video with them. Each video, by the way, comes with a uh, PDF questionnaire where it has two, three questions, so that it facilitates discussion after watching the mm-hmm. video, after watching the episode. So, for example, the episode on what is prayer, there's you know there's three questions. You know, what does prayer mean to me and my family? How can I pray more every day? And so those are just great ways for your small group, your family to keep continue conversing about the episode that you just watched to unlock it a little more Mm -hmm. to let it sit with you even more so that it affects you more. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and so, yeah, so, so, you know, the idea now is definitely to use it as an opportunity for families to come together, um, for 10 (laughs) minutes a day. Um and and to watch some good spiritual content and talk about it with their families. Yeah, and this is <clears throat> what what's the involvement of the Dallas Diocese? I know you have the
0: blessing. Yeah, are, are they working with you directly? Uh, yeah,
2: it's a great um experience that we've had with them. They've been fantastic partners through all this. Obviously, we're using a lot of their priests to create this, and we're doing it here in their territory. So the last yeah. thing I want to do is just kind of sneak my way under and then mm-hmm. you know, sort of start hitting up all these parishes and saying like, hey, this is a great thing. Yeah. And they they don't know about it. So the first one of the first things I did was I reached out to them, and told them this is what mm-hmm. this is what's going on. Um, I really would like your blessing on this. Yeah, um, because, you know, there's there's a hierarchy to things in the Catholic faith. That's what makes us Catholic that. I believe we should all sort of respect and follow. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it was, you know, letting them know that I'm here doing this and I'm planning on making this a big thing. Yeah. Uh, And so rather, I'd rather them hear it from me than just, you know, stumble on Facebook one day and see a clip of something taken out of context and with one of their priests and they have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we just took the the right steps to sort of make sure that they were okay with everything, that if they wanted to approve everything, they absolutely could. And um, it's been a great relationship with them. Yeah, yeah. Built on a lot of trust, so. So the 180 has to do with uh, There's 180 I mean, the, episodes. and
0: also kind of a one the, the metanoia Yeah, around, the 180 the, of yeah. your soul, yeah. perhaps the yeah. 180
2: of your of your life, the direction that it's going and perhaps you need to reorient it to to towards God, mm-hmm. towards the good. And um that's the that's the premise of the series is you know watching a video or two here and there will make an impact but watching 180 videos it's going to have some positive mm-hmm. impact on you on your soul your family and the people around you yeah so well we we're kind of
0: uh, a classic family or target audience because i've got a almost 16 year old daughter i've got an almost 12 uh, year old daughter my 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 son is seven but you know he'll, he'll go to bed first at night yeah. and we'll sometimes sit around and w- watch a movie or watch videos and all that and and yeah as you know we were watching the um yeah, the, the the mission 180s and
2: yeah and uh, you were telling me that
0: yeah we, we enjoyed them a lot and um and so and
2: they're free this is oh yeah like a it's absolutely thing, free yes. i mean all you have to do is just go to our website and leave us your email um so that we know who you are and who's watching um but other than that we're not we're not going to ask you for like a credit card or to pay for it or anything yeah. so <laughs> it's free content that's a huge yeah obviously that that's is. a huge point it's, it's absolutely free and it's free for any parishes to use we have Mary Immaculate here in Dallas that they're going to you know put this in as part of their um, as part of one of their big programs that they're going to uh, you know, use throughout the year in all of their programs in their young adults, in their faith and family formation, in their youth groups. They're going to use Mission 180 as a tool to help them with uh, RCIA. Hmm. Um, they're going to use this Mission 180 series to help with that. That's interesting because yeah.
0: Father Forage is also the chaplain of Birth Choice and we'll be talking to oh, you yeah. So nice. very immaculate. So did you go in and by the way, let me just uh, tell everybody it's uh, 24 after the hour, yeah, that right. Uh, Alex Trevino is a Catholic videographer, media expert. Uh, as you can tell, a pretty engaging guy as well. And he's put out this mission um, 180. It's mission180.org. If you want to uh, access these, they're
2: not all available right now. You're kind of right, 32 uh, right now. I'm actually about to publish 44 new episodes, which I'm very excited about because we haven't published in about three months. Mm-hmm. So I know was that COVID? You- it was COVID. It was a little bit of a paternal leave for me. I had my my third child was born and you know it was a great time to just sort of let go and um and we also just had to really figure out the direction of of the series moving forward yeah and so um so me and, and and my partners and everybody involved so we all just said you know i'm entering in this weird time in my life where i'm having my third baby leading this project Give me some time. Let's figure it out. And what'd y'all name your kids? I'm just Sophia. um, Sophia Jacinta is the name of the the girl. Sophia, that's the the one that you just saw. Okay. So Sophia Sophia Jacinta. Sophia Wisdom, obviously Jacinta, because I have a very, I guess, uh, special devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. Yeah. Yeah. She's, it's probably my favorite aspect of the catholic faith is our lady of fatima and that story i've been there twice it's changed my life and um saint, saint jacinta you know she died in the last pandemic that we had the spanish flu in 1920 yeah, yeah. and uh, and you and know so the did way, francisco too right and francisco did too yeah, yeah. And, then, and then lucia was told she was going to stay here for a long time she died in the 90s i think or early 2000s. Right. so she was almost 100 years old but jacinta you know she was so strong-willed and so um dedicated because she saw hell firsthand as a seven-year-old girl, she saw the effects that sin has on the soul, yeah. and she was willing to say, "I'm going to die to make sure that no more souls go in hell." Mm-hmm. And she was willing to suffer for yeah. years with this, with the flu, and she had all these complications. And you know, she was asked by the Virgin Mary, like do you want to go and she was like no i'm i need to suffer more <laughs> you know and so it's a it's a great name that i hope uh my daughter and every other little girl out there uh, yeah lives up to yeah that's cool the other yeah. two kids names sebastian maximilian is the is the oldest one okay um and we just celebrated maximilian colby a couple martyrs yeah 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 and then uh rafael james Oh, for wow. an archangel okay. and the apostles oh, wow. so great names we try to Those give are... them good names you know i don't want them getting bullied in school i don't want them you know to have these weird yeah, you know, yeah i've had that conversation like, with my daughters yeah. i saw Well, you know my wife works at a at a birth center and she you know she she sees some names too and i've you know just growing up just talking with different people in the medical industry just you know you see kids yeah. names pop up and i the funniest one i remember is seeing uh absody how do you think you spell that absody yeah yeah, I have no idea. A B C D E.
0: <laughs> wow, that's weird. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, parents poor kid. Pa- parents poor shouldn't kid. do that you know? stupid <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, especially when it like, has no meaning. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex Tavino is my guest. If you have a question about uh, media or reaching young people or all the other things that we're
2: talking about, kids' names, no kids. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you come to me, please. Yeah. Like, don't don't think of anything weird eight seven
0: seven <laughs> seven five seven nine four two four uh if you just want to we got a few more minutes uh alex is going to stay with us uh you mentioned fatima yes uh, you know they've got a movie coming out they
2: do while. and they're doing a drive out uh the drive-in uh re- release tonight. for it yeah it's going exciting. Tonight? i'm not gonna be able to go no, no okay but i'll be i'll be getting there soon i'll be um you know Supporting it in some way. This yeah, week.
0: Th- it's going to be down at Fair Park, and there's a a, a screening tonight. Uh, I on an outdoor yeah, you know, yeah. You know, drive-in theater. Yeah, in fact, uh, if if anybody listening is a a leader of a Catholic apostolate, and this is kind of a, a, a invitation type of thing, and if you're a, a leader of an apostolate or a priest or uh, anything like that. And you want to go, uh, email me because I think I can get you in tonight. Yeah. I'm not able to go myself either, but, uh, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. All right. We got about three minutes before we got to take a break. Um, what else you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Tell me about your, your, and again, this is probably more than a three minute conversation, okay. but yeah, just yeah. the way people, are learning their faith these days, so much of it has gone video. And I think you were insane. I mean, I I still want people to read and everything, but the truth is people are going to YouTube and they're watching this podcast. Tell us about that.
2: And and I guess a fear of mine though is that when everything truly does reopen, that people don't lose interest in going to physical places like the mass like church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we haven't been able to go very often to mass since pandemic. It's been very difficult for us and, and I miss it so much when, you know, not going so often. And, uh, and I know, you know, and I just hope that for people, they don't substitute video Mm -hmm. for the real thing. I think we need to, we need us in being in video. We need to, you know, take responsibility of this too and say that, you know this is a way to get people somewhere. This isn't the end all be all, yeah. you know. So what we're, we're doing is we're teaching aspects of the Catholic faith, but it's Mission 180 is not the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a way to learn about the Catholic Church. It shouldn't replace, you know, anything else. Right, right. And and that's and there's a danger to that too that I think, you know, we need to be careful with. And I think there's a there's a bigger issue and I've had a lot of private conversations about this is
0: just what it's done to interpersonal uh, relationships. You know, right. Even when you you know, you walk in and Aaron was here we're all kind of looking. I don't at know what child. to do. It's like a, yeah. it's like
2: that one meme where everybody pulls out their guns and is like, you know, what's going on? <laughs> you know, we have no idea what, how to yeah. act now. Yeah. yeah, And it
0: used to be just the normal thing that people would do is shake hands, right? You know, I mean, a man or woman, sometimes you know, give a little side hug to a woman. Yeah, you know, yeah. Nowadays, it's like.
2: I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like, unless I know you and yeah. I know,
2: you know, ev- your, your view on everything, I guess, then, yeah. then, you know,
0: and I, I think even when COVID goes away and let's say we've had, you know, four months where no, no one's even talking right. about COVID. I think there's still going to be a little weirdness because oh, we've been yeah. a little bit conditioned to, to be afraid of each other. And, yeah totally that suspicion that other people are are sick i mean
2: don't get me wrong there's definitely some things that we've eliminated because of covid that i'm kind of not like i'm happy leaving it in history yeah like overcrowded bars and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah you know some
0: people say you know holding hands at the our father uh, yeah or or you know or or even the sign of the sign of peace Some people don't like the sign of
2: peace yeah it was funny i was at you know i was at mass right before the pandemic hit and you know we didn't do the sign of peace and everyone's just looking around like yeah, well, what is this and yeah. i'm i'm there just like beaming yeah, like yeah yeah oh this is this is awesome cuz it's not a necessary part of the mass yeah and yeah. for me it's like i just think it's in the wrong place at the mass Yeah, i don't really mind you know at the very beginning of mass like saying hi to your neighbors and and whoever's sitting with you but you know after the host is consecrated and before you should be humbling yourself to receive communion that's not the right time to be like oh yeah how was your golf you know yeah. weekend last weekend and how was your day going what about when they say before mass starts
0: uh and, they, and of course pre-covid they, yeah they, they'd sometimes say hey why don't you say hi to the person and that's a little weird there. too <laughs> you know don't get me wrong I'm not saying okay. but that's better than what we had there
2: you know uh, <laughs> let's,
0: let's take a break uh alex devino is uh joining me in studio this is the good news show this is fun i, I enjoy having you on i thank you, you you ought to come on the friday show you uh, just tell me when i drive.
2: live down the street now i'm five minutes away is that right I, okay. It took me five minutes to go from driveway to parking lot that so. was driving
0: or walking driving okay
2: i can yeah, it's not I had enough weather today,
0: I could have walked. But. <laughs> all right. Uh, Aaron Fowler is the new executive director of Birth Choice. And we're going to take a break now and come back. And you're going to meet him, learn about his, his uh, really amazing story, especially with his, uh, his most recent child and uh, why he got into pro-life work, what Birth Choice is all about, how you can help them, and uh, a whole lot more. So we'll be right back uh, with Aaron Fowler and Birth Choice after this. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries.
3: This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babich & Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babich & Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999, or you can find us on the web at babich.com. Hello, this is Steve Gleason. I want to introduce you to a book I recently wrote called 1500 Years on a Ship, 500 Years on a Boat with a subtitle, Questions for Non-Catholic Christians, Answers for Catholics. This book includes over 100 uniquely formatted questions that help answer the key doubts your non-Catholic friends have about the Catholic Church and her teachings. If you'd like to speak with me about the book or purchase a copy, I can be reached via email at sozo8210 at gmail.com or by phone at 805-910-8873. Hello, my name is Brad Grimes with the Grimes Insurance Group and I'm a proud sponsor of 910AM. My wife and I are parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco with our four sons. I would like you to consider Grimes Insurance Group for your personal insurance needs. We are an independent agency working with multiple carriers. I invite you to call today for a no-obligation review of your insurance needs. We can be reached at 214-494-8800. That's 214-494-8800. Thank you. Are you keeping a secret no one knows about? Are you worried your friends would reject you? We understand the pain of a past abortion. Hope and healing are available. Join us on September 11th to 13th for a virtual Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. For confidential assistance in Dallas, visit
1: racheldallas.org or call 214-544-CARE. In Fort Worth, call 817-923-4757.
2: This is John Martinoni of the Bible Christian Society. I'm excited to also be teaching high school apologetics with homeschoolconnections.com, an online
1: Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. Your student can meet with me and fellow students online for a live interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with me,
2: literature with Joseph Pierce, or writing with Aaron Brown, or any of the other 400 plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available
1: for you.
0: All right. We're back. This is the Good News Show. Having fun. This has been a fun show so far. Alex Trevino, um, Catholic videographer, UD graduate, uh, here with us. He's going to hang out for the rest of the show with us. And as I mentioned, uh, we have in studio with us also Aaron Fowler, Executive Director of Birth Choice of Dallas. They're over there at Greenville and Royal. org is the website. And if you go to that website, it says they serve the needs of women, men, and families in the Dallas area. All services are provided free of charge, remain confidential. Uh, services include pregnancy tests, limited ultrasounds, childbirth and parenting classes, community referrals, ma- ma- material assistance. And he's there. How you doing? Good to see you. Awesome. Thanks, David. You may want to pull that mic up a little bit closer sure. get right in there with it. Uh, all right, so we did a, a recorded interview last time, right? We did. And so this is the first time you're on live on this program, so a lot of people are probably thinking, Aaron, who, what? I never heard of him. And so do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and kind of how
3: you and Birth Choice intersected? Yeah, I'm kind of a nobody in the world, but <laughs> uh, now I'm the executive director for Birth Choice and get to be on the radio and talk with you awesome gentlemen, so... Uh, a little bit about me, you know. I've got three kids, um, kind of like yourself. We just had Charlie yep. and me too. Oh uh, yeah! Wow. Right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Look Dave. at that. Um, Charlie will be technically uh, almost one years old. Gosh, it's been almost a year. Don't forget his birthday. Yeah, August 26th, which is actually the same birthday as our oldest, Samuel. Is that right? Yeah. I've
2: never heard of that before.
3: Emergency season on Samuel. Yeah, same birthdays.
2: Our Our two kids. Yeah. That is awesome. When they're twins, it's not quite as So, like, how do birthdays happen? This is the first one, actually. You're not, what are you going to do? I'm Um, curious. We're going (laughs) to
3: explore the options. I don't really know because he technically, his due date was uh, middle of December, like December 15th, give or take. And uh, we'll figure it out. I don't know. Um, yeah. Because right now he's kind of, uh, as a micropreemie, his stages of development uh, were a little bit limited. So he is behaving and looks like a seven, eight month old mm-hmm. baby. Um, yeah. But he was born August 26 last year. He was a pound two ounces. Wow. And uh, you know, me and my wife Brooke, um, we went through a lot. You know, four hours a day or more being up at the hospital. Uh, spending a lot of time there, kind of listening and experiencing uh, before he was born, kind of the way doctors view uh, a baby in gestation at 22 weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's legal in Texas to just have ended his life right there. and Yeah. Uh, that would have been unthinkable. Yeah. So uh, kind of encountering that, a variety of other providential things, uh, I moved into the pro-life work. Uh, there was a lot of people – Interested and well qualified for the position that as uh, executive director at Birth Choice and God's providence just kind of put me there. So wow. that's where I'm at. I remember
0: the the time you came in for the recorded interview, I think you had not yet started. Weren't I had you not. like, you were like a week away from yeah. starting and then you, but now you've, so I didn't, I couldn't really talk about any experience you've had because you didn't, hadn't had and any experience yet. yet, but now you have. Um so what's it been like the first uh what couple it is 2 3 fantastic. months or so it is fantastic
3: we have uh some of the best individuals i've ever met on our board we have uh a tremendous um and and truly uh passionate staff the staff makes every effort uh every day to the fullest potential you know i've seen each one of the individuals that that work there at birth choice um really dedicating their life as a whole and compensation is just kind of a sidebar mm-hmm. so you know it's really about helping women uh and and men in the crisis of wow now we're pregnant and we didn't expect that yeah um what do we do yeah because the culture uh, this this catastrophic uh moral dilemma that that we encounter says well that's not a baby they you can just kind of do whatever yeah and that's So opposite of the truth, Planned Parenthood tells people, well, this is a medical need you have. We can just help you with a medical solution. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're actually an uh, accredited uh, medical clinic, and so we try to oppose Planned Parenthood's view of that and say, well, you're looking for a medical solution here where we have good medical Mm -hmm. advice. So we have nurses on staff. We have sonogram machines, like you said. And we try to help people understand that this is not simply a Thing you do when you're young and when until you're ready, this is a real person, yeah. And so, we're encountering them on a lot of different levels, uh, making every effort to transition that individual in crisis into uh, a plan for parenting, yeah, or adoption.
0: Abortion is, I mean, it's just a crazy issue. I can understand. Um, the idea of you know somebody gets pregnant and it wasn 't planned, and they may even say gosh i was I wish i wasn 't pregnant i don 't think I can handle this baby. I can totally understand that, and I can see that but um to then to leap to I think i 'm going to go end this pregnancy, or, or however they, they phrase it, and to the point now in our culture where there's actually governors of U.S. states that are talking on radio interviews like this about the choice of whether you want to keep it alive even after it's been born, you know who I'm talking about, the, mm-hmm. the governor of Virginia, North Northrom or whatever their name is, it's gotten really bizarre, and it, it, it's, you know, and so all, all the more important for the work that you guys are doing, because you're not just helping at the point of crisis but you're educating and i that was the one thing that I've always been so impressed with birth choice is that I don't know if you're still doing this I know there were like purity groups and uh, you're dealing with pornography issues and I don't know if that's still going on uh, like couples married couples having classes I mean it's really
3: pretty comprehensive isn't it well, yeah we do a lot of parenting classes trying to educate on every level because this is a systemic um, anomaly that has encountered the most natural part of our humanity, which is procreation. Yeah. And it says, well, that, you don't have to do that. You can now do something else with that uh, massive, um, relatable part to our own humanity because we were all born. And then naturally we understand very clearly what that is. And so there has been a shift in our cultural vision that it takes unbinding, winding back and re educating an individual because a lot of these people think this is not only what they can do, but this is what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. This is
3: normal. This is this is healthy and happy. And then they're so shocked when they're in deep depression and and fighting, you know, every ounce of their being to justify what they just did. Yeah. So we try to help and assist those people, even post abortive, making every effort um to to support and encourage these people Uh, with the quality information, you know, re-educating and then supporting afterwards. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Birthchoice.org, birthchoicedallas.org is a website. Aaron Fowler is the new executive director and uh, Alex Trevino joining me in studio as well, talking about this. So take us through kind of a a typical day or a typical client. Uh, uh, You're probably dealing with working with uh, heroic media where somebody may be looking for an abortion. They answer an ad and it and through heroic media's work it's it's directed to you. the phone rings and 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 what happens
3: yeah, well, we have a lot of awesome partnerships, and I would say on the top you know three list is heroic media. They support us uh through the marketing, so an individual would be searching they uh very effectively find the the right keywords that those people might be typing in, and so they're directed through heroic media back to us, and so we have specialized um and trained individuals who answer the phones. And get the person in the door, so that we can educate them further. Um, there's a lot of uh, variety in the type of individual that's looking for uh, that type of solution to the problem that they perceive, and um, the stories are all very, very difficult, uh, very painful stories. Uh, that's not a normal thing to just kind of go do. You know, yeah, these, yeah. these are people who are really struggled, and sometimes every once in a while it'll be a person that just thinks it's okay, and this is their fourth or fifth one, and they're just looking for a cheaper option. Mm-hmm. And so they encounter us, and we try to educate them otherwise, and they're like, you people are crazy. This yeah. is totally normal. And mm-hmm. they just walk out. So we have some uh, really great wins. We had a, a strange day, I think. Maybe it was Friday. We had uh, a hard day. We had a a mom come in she had a daughter, and the mom wanted the daughter to have an abortion. She was underage, and my staff member that handled that uh, that was hard. But three hours later, we had another person come in, and she was able to transition her on, you know, in the office there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Wow, I didn't know. I really want to keep this baby. Thank you so much for helping." But these are two me. different cases. Two okay, different cases. okay. So our day is are like a roller coaster and so my staff benefits from a tremendous amount of prayer yeah uh and support uh, of course financial support to to and hire more staff because the more I can spread that out and have um one person encountering an individual uh, that's challenging give them some time to pray and think and just digest that experience that they just encountered yeah and then have another staff member. Whereas, you know, right now through COVID and we've reduced, you know, certain uh uh volunteer opportunities because we're trying to, you know, be safe and whatnot, um my staff has taken on the 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 full brunt force of those daily encounters, you know, the up and down. And so we're really looking forward to continuing to improve our process, uh continued training Potentially hiring more staff would be awesome, mm-hmm. uh, but particularly we need a development director um, to help uh, motivate uh, that that machine. Uh, our development director was Valerie Herbacek. Uh She uh, gracefully left us. She was an awesome asset to our team. She's still kind of on the staff, but she moved with her husband uh, out to Chicago. So... Um, she's been helping us uh, uh, virtually a little bit here and there, but we're looking for a full-time permanent person to fill her shoes, which are, that's a tall order.
0: Yeah. All right. So development director, if you like to raise money and work birth, birth choice, just go to the website, contact you directly or, right. or what?
3: Yeah. Aaron at birthchoicedallas.org. All
0: right. Uh, Aaron Foley joining us and Fowler. I'm sorry. I, I did that last time too. I called you Yeah, no, Aaron worries. Fowler. Uh, joining us, new executive director of Birth Choice. Uh, go to birthchoicedallas.org. And I, I do get emails every now and then. You get people that want to work in some kind of a pasta, something meaningful. And I, you know, in, in what you were just saying, I think sometimes we may glamorize the work that you and other people do, whether it be at uh, Birth Choice or White Rose. But this is life and death. I mean, this is like you say that that mother that comes in with her underage daughter, and it sounds like her mind wasn't changed, and she walks off. And you are thinking. Wow, that 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 baby is going to die unless God intervenes some other way and boy that's that's tough. You mentioned there's a lot of prayer but that that you, it really takes a special kind of person to it work is. somewhere like that. That is it?
3: absolutely the truth and I, and I, I've talked to my staff before and this is this is our our uh, approach every individual we encounter is a win even if they walked out in that same manner because that's a win. I've seen a lot of different individuals who fight uh more intensely than anybody else in the pro-life movement Mm -hmm. because they had previously had abortions. Yeah. Yeah. And so we never know who those people are, um, but they've really moved the needle uh, personally and for the, the culture as a whole. So each individual we encounter is a win. We had the opportunity to pray for them and now they have the opportunity from the information we were able to provide or support or whatever to have the best possibility of helping us end the this battle against mm-hmm. the culture of death.
0: Yeah. You have to really look at the big picture, right? Like you say, even big if they picture. do make a and end up making the wrong decision that maybe in God allowed that for some reason. Uh, yeah, if you have a question for Erin Fowler, the new executive director of Birth Choice of Dallas, uh, give us a call. We've got about 10 more minutes in the program. According to, I'm looking at Diane. She Diane gives me time cues and she takes us off the air when we're done. 877 757 9424. 877 757 9424. Alex, you're being so quiet. You, uh,
2: that's very interesting, everything I'm hearing yeah, yeah. from his day to day and everything. And I think a big thing that stood out for me was, uh, I guess, the, the amount of guilt you might feel and your staff might feel when you know someone walks out but the way you just described it that even getting them in the door and having a conversation with them is considered a win and i've never thought about it that way it's gotta it's huge yeah so uh, you mentioned a little bit about COVID. How has that impacted day-to-day
0: operations and social distancing and all that kind of stuff? Well, what, what has changed? Of course, you, you, I don't think you've ever worked when it wasn't COVID, have you? So, you won't, <laughs> so you've this only is your COVID. All, this is your normal. <laughs> well, what would you imagine it would be like working there when it's the COVID isn't going on?
3: So, uh, and I've asked the question a lot of different times from different staff members. What what should it look like? Yeah. You know, what was it like this time last year? And um, it, it was similar, but we tried to focus on abortion-minded, abortion-determined clients specifically to help reduce not having a bunch of people in the waiting room, not you know fumbling over ourselves trying to clean up and disinfect afterwards. We are a medical facility, so we're a medical clinic, and that takes a totally different uh, approach to uh, sanitizing. Uh, and addressing the the surfaces and whatnot. And so we spaced out based on um, good counsel from individuals on our board. We have some doctors on our board and tried to apply those similar protocols that they have in their own offices. Um, it has impacted also directly uh, Southwestern, which is the abortion facility. And so we tried to, you know, match up times focusing on when they may be open, when they were, you know, having abortions or, or having more intakes. Uh, so that's the juggling game in the past several months. Uh, our our end goal is really, you know, coronavirus will do what it does and we will make every attempt to open up as far into the afternoon and evening as possible mm-hmm. over an extended period. So we yeah. want to be uh, more available, more ready uh, than the abortion facility across the street. Yeah,
0: I'm always amazed... Uh you know, as far as changing somebody's mind on abortion, you, know, you think even about some of these big time politicians that are very entrenched in being a poor abortion, you know, you know the names. I mean, somebody like, you know, Nancy Pelosi or uh Chuck Schumer or, you know, Biden or something. And even if they're Catholic, which I think all I think all three of those are, uh it's hard. You very rarely see somebody say, I've changed my mind about abortion. But uh, you you do see people come in abortion minded they get counseled. They're they're loved. They see somebody that actually cares for them and cares for the baby, and they walk out a kind of a different person. I mean, is that, how how unusual is that for somebody to come in clearly abortion minded for whatever reason, and then an hour, two hours, three days later, whatever, however long it takes to to, to counsel a person, they just they do a turnaround. That that happens, doesn't it, it? It
3: does. So you know, you've got a lot of different categories there. A lot of different. Um, opportunities of the different type of people some are just purely ignorant some are bad-willed um and some god just hits with a tremendous amount of grace and you have no you know that's not in our control but individuals like uh uh, no you know misnomer catholic politicians Mm -hmm. saint augustine has something interesting to say about that and he says it's not an information problem it's a moral problem yeah and so ultimately that uh, comes down to individuals on the, the political arena. You just don't see them switching. Well, mm-hmm. there's something else happening yeah. there uh, that, that is far deeper than just the information, just mm-hmm. being educated. Yeah. Whereas individuals we see, uh, most of the time they have been uh, emotionally manipulated, physically abused. It just depends on what's happening in their life. Uh, that that puts them in a place to just take whatever's the easiest route. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, just a few minutes remaining. Again, Aaron Fowler, new executive director of the Birth Choice Center in Dallas. Birthchoicedallas.org dot org is a website. And what are your needs? Do you need volunteers? I know you need a development director. You talked about that. Uh, do you need volunteers? You need funds. You need uh, people organizing. I don't know if you guys are having any events coming up and nobody seems to be having events, but you typically on a normal year would have some of these events. Well, what, what, how can people
3: help you? There is an event coming up. Um, and I do not remember maybe the Meyerson event, something like that, but I don't know the details. I'm still learning about so much yeah. of everything. Is it, uh, is it, it on the website? Eight no? weeks. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't even know how that how that one in particular works, but like everybody else yeah. is really limiting on events so we're we're looking for the development director uh and really i think what would be helpful is individuals starting little prayer groups at their parishes um that name us specifically the white rose is also doing the same work we're doing in the catholic world they should definitely be included uh, but the for our staff and the clients we see prayer groups everywhere let's mm-hmm. you know just yeah. light the fire and and get as many people Praying specifically for us and for our clients as we can, and then individuals who are particularly inclined to make donations uh, is going to be really helpful. So in the meantime, while we're looking for that development director, uh, continued funding would be really supportive uh, and help us continue to hire uh, highly trained and professional staff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. I love your demeanor. You're just really calm. You're perfect for yeah. that position. You're doing, I don't know if you'd want somebody like me who's kind of hyper doing that, what you're doing. Cause you gotta, <laughs> you know, you gotta be able to reason with these people and talk to them. You got a, a perfect demeanor for even-keeled. it. Even so. keeled. Thanks. It's uh, good. Yeah, very even keeled. And so, all right, uh, Alex Trevino also just have a, a couple of minutes. I wanted to just give you each of you guys, if it uh, remind everybody about Mission 180 or anything else that people can find out, any, um, websites or yeah, your social course. media so platforms Yeah, of course. Mission 180, and Mission
2: 180. Mission180.org, so it's yeah. mission180.org, series of 180 videos, 180 different opportunities to encounter Christ, the Catholic Church, and um, and to get a really good understanding of it and um, see the beauty of it, and hopefully you share that with, with, with the world. And it's 100% free. All right. Free, free, free. 100% yes. free. All right. Don't even have to tip, right? No. Okay, no tip. Want, I'll take a tip. I don't, I don't say no, but... All right. Buy low, sell high.
0: There's, there's your tip. All right. BirthChoiceDallas.org. Uh, Aaron, last word. Anything we didn't talk about that you would like to convey to our listeners?
3: I mean, that covers a lot of it, Dave. You know, just people praying for us. If there's a, a priest out there, either in retirement or just... You know, for some reason, he doesn't really have anything to do, which I'd be surprised at. (laughs) Uh, We could definitely use (laughs) someone to come by and and, uh, offer some confessions, additional masses. You know, there's a lot of uh, pastors and priests out there in the diocese that want to be involved, and maybe they don't know how they could help us. Uh, You know, give me a call, uh, send me an email. That would be awesome.
0: It's at uh, Aaron at Birthday dot, or dot org.
3: Is that's
0: that right? It. And uh, the birthday for the two kids is coming up twenty fourth, twenty what was twenty sixth? Okay, yeah. yeah, that's about uh, about nine days from now. So don't 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 miss that one. Okay. Uh, well, thank, <laughs> thanks so much. Uh, come back anytime, and uh, good to, uh, to have you, Alex. Thanks so much. Great to um, to have you in studio. It's so nice you. to actually be in person with people. Yeah. Diane's on the other side of the glass. She's not hiding away from us. That's just the way it's set up here. Diane, thank you so much. Diane normally doesn't always come in on Mondays. Pray for Sicil. She went up with a friend. Uh, to Benedictine College, uh, who is moving into Benedictine. So she helped her move in, and then she'll be coming back. I think we'll nice. be back in the office tomorrow as well. Uh, we'll have another good news show next Monday, God willing. Also, GRN Live on Friday. And then we have this cool thing called the Interviews of the Week. Uh, both, I think I, you guys have both been sat down for Interviews of the Week. They're recor- pre-recorded. We play them on Saturday during the 3 o'clock hour. So if you have any suggestions... I haven't done one,
2: actually. You haven't done so one? I've got a new one. Yours have always been live, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yes.
0: All right. You're just a live kind of guy. I guess so. Yeah. Do All it right. Once. Let's go. uh, that's going to do it. The music is telling us uh, our time is up. Uh, thanks a lot for Thank listening you, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week.
1: Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 9 10 a.m. on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. Registration is now open for the Fort Worth Diocese St. Francis de Sales Catechist Formation Program. The classes will be starting via Zoom, and once allowed, they will move to in-person classes. The classes are held once a month with a two-hour duration. For more information about St. Francis de Sales and to register, please visit fwdioc.org. Classes in English will be on the second Saturday of every month from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., starting on September 12, 2020. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191.
0: Hi, this is Dave Palmer. I'm happy to invite you to join me on Tuesday, September 1st for the 23rd annual Noche de Gracias virtual celebration and fundraiser for Casada High School in Fort Worth. I'll be the MC of the virtual event that night and I hope you'll join us to learn about the mission of this beautiful school that blesses many students and families. To learn more about Casada High School, visit casatahs.org and for the event, click on the Make a Difference tab and then click on Noche de Gracias. Did you know the Knights of Columbus was founded by a priest to provide for widows and orphans? This was Father McGivney's primary concern in 1882 at our founding. Today, the Knights of Columbus has grown into a Fortune 1000 company that has over $24 billion in assets and well over $111 billion of life insurance in force. Doesn't your Catholic family deserve to be protected by a Catholic company that has your morals and faith in mind? Join today online
1: and discover our Catholic difference at knights.net. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.